This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora tātou. You're listening to That C Word, brought to you by the Cancer Society in Taranaki. We're going to talk about anything to do with cancer, that dreaded C word, and the journey itself, how you might prevent it, the supports that we have in our community, any events that we've got coming up, any new research or exciting or new information that might be out there, and basically just anything, anything to do with that dreaded C word, cancer. Just get so many trips round the sun Hi and welcome to That C Word. You're here with Kate Dawson, health promoter at Taranaki Cancer Society. And today I'm joined by Graham who had his own cancer journey and is a big part of our centre um, in lots of different ways. So I just would like to welcome you, Graham. Oh, thank you, Kate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, so tell us how you got involved in the Cancer Society. What's led you here? Okay, so it's been a bit of a journey. It's nearly six years. So in July 2016, I was diagnosed with uh, metastatic prostate cancer. And um, so I was um, told I was terminal, um, three to five years to live. And so um, you're probably aware of PSA scores. Um, Mine was 444 Mm. um, with a Gleason score of eight, which was um, pretty serious. So um, I (coughs) embarked on a journey that um, involved the Gawler Cancer Foundation in Melbourne, um, who taught mind-body medicine, um, which is diet um, and meditation and um, exercise and, um, you know, good uh, social connections. For the first few months, I um, basically pursued that and I went to a retreat in Wanaka uh, with a whole lot of other cancer people. Um, And doctors Ian and Ruth Gawler uh, ran the retreat. Ian Gawler in particular has got a uh, really interesting cancer story himself. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I was aware after being at that retreat that I was going to live subject to doing the mahi, the work, right? Um, So so what happened after that is I I had chemotherapy. Um, So the chemo lasted 20 weeks. So after that... I um, decided that I needed to do something um, connecting with people. So I um, connected with the Cancer Society and in particular the exercise program. And so Annika Carlson was the um, PT who did the exercise program at that stage. And so I joined the program and then became involved, uh, met a whole lot of people, a whole lot of nice people at the Cancer Society, was very supportive um, and it was a, um, a good situation. And so I went on to have, um, uh, I've been on ADT on and off, intermittent ADT, androgen depressive therapy. Um, And so basically my health improved um, significantly. So anyway, um, part of my uh, journey with um, the Gawler Cancer Foundation and the mind-body medicine, I spent a week in Melbourne doing, at a retreat, um, doing um, healing meditation and that's how the meditation classes started at the Cancer Society. Because I came back and I said to the guys at our monthly meetings, I said, look, you know, I've, I've just done this and it's really good and who knows about meditation? And no, nobody put their hand up. And I said, well, who would like to know about it? And they said, well, we would. 
Okay, so so if I put together a bit of a course, would you do it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's how the meditation uh, group started, and we we meet every two weeks. My my change after being diagnosed was radical. I went to a plant based diet, mm-hmm. and have been ever since. Um, and I've had a um, you know health sort of come and gone a bit, but generally it's very good. Yeah. Um, I had a course of radiotherapy over at the Kathleen Kilgour Centre in Taronga um, eighteen months ago. That's been quite successful, yeah. um, but I still have some residual cancer. You know, yeah. it's hard to get rid of metastatic cancer, yeah. but that's okay. You know, currently my PSA is 1.09, and nobody thinks I'm dying anymore. So in yeah. terms of my involvement with the Cancer Society, um, I really valued the um, exercise group. Mm. Um, I hooked up with the Men Can Talk support group and mm. eventually became sort of 2IC to Peter Hickey, who was the yeah. coordinator at that point. Um, had an intro into the Prostate Cancer Foundation as well and um, Peter um, uh, Peter decided he didn't want to continue so I took over mm-hmm. and I've been joined by Paul Klenner. So Paul Klenner and I are the co-coordinators of the Men Can Talk support group mm-hmm. and also co-coordinators of the Prostate Cancer Foundation support group which is the same group of course. Yeah, yeah. And we meet at the Cancer Society. Um, we have a, um, a Monday morning walking group um, and so that walking group, um, normally about 12 of us, um, we'll either be in the park or we'll be on the foreshore mm-hmm. or Tianui walkway. And um, that incorporates 30 minutes of Qigong. Uh, Qigong is like Tai, tai Chi. And it's, yeah. um, Tai Chi is the military version of Qigong, right? So Qigong goes back about 5,000 years in China. And it's a sequence of exercises like uh, flowing exercises, um, effortless effort, if you will. Um, and it's for healing and well-being. We've got uh, we've got two dream groups, uh, one meeting at the Rampage City, one at the Rampage West, yeah. and we have the monthly support group meetings. Uh, we were very involved with Relay for Life. Right. Ordinarily for Relay for Life, yeah. we would be doing sausage sizzles yeah. outside the warehouse and all those good things, Kate, yeah. and you've probably yeah. seen us do these yep. things. <laughs> yeah. So we like to be involved. Yeah. We like to be involved in Daffodil Day. Um, we like what the Cancer Society does. We like the support. Um, <clears throat> you guys do a really good job, and we appreciate that, and we do our best. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've, you, yeah. Wow, you're very, very involved. <laughs> yeah, I am. Cool. Okay, we're just going to have a quick break for a song. Yep, okay. And we will be back to yeah. delve into this a little bit further. Okay. So we'll stop now with Let It Be, The Beatles. in times of trouble Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be and in my hour of darkness she is standing right in front of me speaking words of wisdom let it be let it be let it be let it be Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer, let it be. 
and welcome back. This is Kate on That C Word, and I'm joined by Graham. Yeah, talking to us about his m- very extensive interactions with our cancer, with, yeah. with lots of different cancer support group. From what you were saying before, you're talking about how you have a lot of, you, you have several areas where you've got men, men's groups and men all coming together to do all yeah. these sort of things. Yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, do you find that there's a lot of men that are open to talking and being involved in these things or is it something that it takes a bit of time to kind of break down those barriers? So Kate, the uh, men who do uh, become involved with the groups um, do very well. Yeah. Um, and the more they're involved, you know, if they join in the gym groups and the walking group, and if they're so inclined, the meditation group, yeah. um, and if they make some of the life changes that are um, uh, beneficial, like dietary change yeah. and so on, they, they all do very well. If I, if I just focus on the gym group, um, everybody who goes to the gym group does well. Okay, so the yeah. challenge um, is to actually get blokes along to these exactly. groups. Okay, yeah. that's where the challenge is. Yeah. The Cancer Society have a, a very nice uh, folder that goes in with all yeah, in the chemo um, the chemo suite up at the hospital. Yeah. I'm aware, aware of that, and that's how I became involved. Mm-hmm. That's the point where I picked up with the Cancer Society right. and had the forms to fill in. What what we found is that um, there are men who um, are diagnosed with prostate cancer, and they'll basically sit on the sofa and do nothing. Mm. Um, they're in total shock, total yeah. denial, and uh, don't want to talk about it. And one of the reasons they don't want to talk about it is because um, they don't want to be seen as a cancer leper. Yeah. Um, they don't want to be seen as different. They don't want their friends and family to say, oh, you poor person, mm-hmm. you know, like, how are you doing today? Um, yeah. And so on. So they just want to be treated normally, and they don't want it to be, you know, an issue. Um, so there's a bit of an issue to get um, guys like that out yeah. and into a group. But once they join a group, they inevitably do better. Yeah. And most of the groups I'm talking about are cancer society groups yeah. Yeah. and, you know, what's available here. Um, including Reiki massages, mm. uh, which are exceptionally good. Yeah. Um, so very, very good. Um, so with with men, the other problem with men, and you know, we're talking about prostate cancer, um, is getting tested for prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So in my case, I was never tested until I, you know, fronted up with terminal disease. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not ideal um, at all. And so with prostate cancer, the, the earlier it's discovered, uh, the better the outcome. And if it's caught in its very early stages, um, when the disease is still within the prostate capsule, yeah. um, which in a, in a man is just located just below the bladder, a um, very small gland, mm. causes lots of trouble. <laughs> if, it's, if it's contained within that, um, then the treatments can be curative, um, yeah. like surgery yeah. and radiotherapy. Um, so the challenge then is to get blokes along to get, get tested. Mm. Yeah. And so the um, anybody with... Um, who has a history of prostate cancer in their family, um, the men in that family should be being tested from the age of 40, okay? And all men should be being tested from the age of uh, 50, Mm -hmm. Um, probably every two years. And, of course, then we come down to, well, what does this test involve? Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's the DRE, which is, you know, most men will shake with fear, which (laughs) is the, you know, um, digit rectal examination, which um, just feels the the size of the um, prostate. And that used to be sort of the standard, uh, but now a PSA blood test is what's recommended. Mm -hmm. And what they're looking for at that point, is there a trend 
right? Is the PSA increasing and at what rate? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can have, you can have um, an elevated PSA, but then go into watchful waiting. So the whole thing is that to get guys along, to get tested, okay? Mm-hmm. And the sooner they get tested, if there's a problem, the sooner it's dealt to, um, the better the outcome. So then we come down to the political situation um, in New Zealand where um, for breast cancer, uh, there is screening, yes. okay? For bowel cancer, yeah. there is screening. But not for prostate. No, no, mm-hmm. not for prostate cancer. And um, so one of, the, one of the, the new cancer control authority, uh, they've written a paper that says, mm-hmm. well, okay, with prostate cancer, we'll wait until there's a symptom. Yeah. Well, that's actually too late um, because a, a single symptom of prostate cancer can that's actually really... be... You know, terminal disease. Yeah. Well, uh, certainly metastatic disease, yeah, it's really and it's a deadly disease. It's yeah. very, very aggressive, yeah. and it can, it does kill, very regularly mm. around this area. Yeah. So, getting getting guys to get tested, and then if they are positive uh, mm. for prostate cancer or any other cancer, and then getting them along, yeah. they they are more receptive to being involved yeah. after they get over themselves. In my case, I wouldn't <laughs> talk to anybody for six months. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I was in business. I was um, a charter loss adjuster. I part owned a large company in New Zealand. Uh, we employed 220 people, wow. and yeah. I chaired the board, okay? Yeah. And so then I fronted up with this cancer issue yeah. um, and found that um, I, I wasn't, you know, if you didn't need to know, you wouldn't have known I had cancer. Yeah. And it was actually Dr. Ian Gawler that sat me down at a retreat and said, you're an idiot. You know, you need to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, um, you're making yeah. a big mistake, he said. Wake and he up. was correct. Yeah, okay, yeah, So yeah. I became more open about it and so mm. on. So when blokes come along and they join our group, okay, they benefit. Um, we're not too hippy-dippy. Um, we, um, we will talk about, or I will talk about, uh, the benefit of dietary change uh, because plant-based mm. eating uh, in respect of any sort of cancer, any sort of cancer, um, is very, very beneficial. Yeah. Um, so animal products, uh, particularly dairy, mm-hmm. uh, with the protein casein, um, is a cancer promoter. Yeah. Okay. Right. But coming back to prostate cancer, so prostate cancer is driven, is hormone driven and mm. fat driven, a little bit right. similar to breast cancer, yeah. and the hormone is testosterone, and um, the fat is animal fat, right. and in particular dairy. Yeah. Um, so dietary change will. Dietary change is, is crucial, yeah. and you take all of that out of your diet, and you think, oh my God, what am I going to eat? You know, yeah. In fact, there's a lot of plant-based food yeah, available in the supermarket. Yeah. <clears throat> and as you can see, I'm not fading away <laughs> and, so, and so on. So, yeah. so that sort of, that, that gets talked about quite a bit, mm. um, diet. Um, meditation is key, critical. Yeah. Um, I was involved with meditation about 30 years ago when I used it to cure myself of migraine headaches. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was familiar with the concept. Um, but everybody who's been involved in the meditation group has benefited. Yeah. And yeah. the whole... The whole purpose of the group is to get people meditating, yeah. right? Any meditation a day is good meditation. And whether it's mindfulness or, yeah. you know, some other type of, you know, transcendental meditation, TM, which is mm. available, yeah. which is a mantra-based meditation, um, there are huge benefits. Yeah. And a lot of studies yeah. on meditation yeah. in terms of, you know, good health outcomes. It's yeah. looking at that all that whole the mind body spirit it you is. know that holistic it looking is. at yeah. your whole being and yeah, yeah. And, and taking charge of that rather than letting your body just be that's right affected yeah by that's right yeah. so so an activity that i was recommended to do was yoga right yeah. and so i've been doing yoga for nearly six years wow 
Yeah. Oh Would never have come no. to yoga without having had cancer. No. <laughs> we got we'll, cancer. Yeah. We'll come back to that because okay. that's something I'd like to touch on. We'll just All have right. a, another quick break yep, and, cool. and, and we'll yeah. come back to that because that's something I'm, yeah, I'd like to delve into more with you. Okay. Okay, so we will have Ain't No Stopping Us Now. That was Ain't No Stopping Us Now, McFadden and Whitehead. You are listening to Access Radio 104.4 FM and that C word is the show you're listening to. You're here with Kate and Graham 
who has been talking about um, his journey and prostate cancer. So we were just talking about being open to yoga and things now that you potentially may not have been as a life that you were leading before your cancer diagnosis. We've only got a few minutes left, but I just would love to touch on that. Like the difference between pre-cancer diagnosis version of you and the the lifestyle that you live now. Okay, so um, so I, I worked as a charter loss adjuster, which is a bit like an insurance assessor, and um, I was involved with um, earthquake claims coming out of Christchurch uh, from 2011 onwards, and I was working uh, 90 hours a week, uh, did a lot of travelling. Um, I worked out in New Plymouth, but spent a lot of time in Christchurch. Um, I was a part owner of the company that I worked for. I uh, was a director and chaired the chaired the board. Wow. Okay, so yep. uh, it was pretty full on. And yeah. um, I ran around a lot. I didn't take holidays. Um, I worked every day of the week, ex- every day of the year except Christmas Day, um, starting at six in the morning. And um, that was how I was. And yeah. so through that period, it's fair to say that I didn't look after myself very well. Yeah. In fact, I, I didn't have any medical treatment at all. Mm. Um, so much so that my GP rang me up and or his nurse rang up and said, "Have you gone elsewhere because you haven't come to see us?" And I said, oh. "No, no, <laughs> I, I just don't. Don't, don't, I just don't go to the doctor." <laughs> yeah. So that that's how I was um, for quite a few years yeah. prior to the diagnosis. Okay, after I was diagnosed, I realised that things had to change yeah. really, really quickly, yeah. and so um, that that's when I was uh, with the help of uh, the Gawler Cancer Foundation. I got onto the mind-body medicine regime, yeah. changed my diet radically to plant-based. I had meditated previously, but I just um, took up meditation again. I was meditating yeah. I was meditating for around three hours a day, <clears throat> and I sold out of the business, and my sole job was staying alive. Yeah. Okay? So that, that, that's what I did. And <clears throat> that involved taking up yoga. So uh, Dr. Ian Gawler recommended yoga, and also a very good client of mine who I was working with in Christchurch, um, I had to sort of, you know, let her in on what was happening, and um, she um, said, "You have to do yoga." And she yeah. said, "Furthermore, she said, um, a very strong-willed woman um, of Russian extraction, <laughs> um, Ukrainian extraction, actually." And so she said, "Furthermore, she said, um, there won't be another meeting between you and I until you've had your first yoga lesson." Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Okay, that's fine, Denise. We'll do that." Yep. And so I did that, and. Um, I um, took up yoga at the um, Alchemy Studio with uh, Rebecca Bell, and um, Rebecca looked after me for three years until that studio closed, and now I'm with Sanctuary Hill Mm. uh, with Raman Bhavani. And um, yeah, and so um, yoga has been very important, and Mm -hmm. yoga yoga and meditation, I meditate every day uh, without fail, Um, yoga and meditation. Uh, sort of completes another part of the mind-body medicine yeah, aspect yeah. of, you know, developing a spiritual connection, whatever that is to an individual. There's no rules around that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been very, very good. Yeah. Um, calms the mind. I get very good sleep. Melatonin levels are high. Um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, when a lot of healing it is, does. is happening, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in deep meditation. Yeah. Uh, when you're in the present moment yeah. completely, um, that's when the body heals. Yeah. Wow, it's so, quite a contrast. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> so, I've, I've, so I've, I went from a full commercial uh, activ- activity type uh, day, week, year mm. uh, to being slightly, um, slightly heavy dippy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it all could have changed with a blood test if it had been done slightly yeah. earlier. Yes, it could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could have. 
Um, if I had had a blood test um, earlier, um, I didn't have any tests, um, yeah. so I was um, I didn't look after myself, right? Uh, so um, you know, my view is that blokes need to be tested, and that yeah. test needs to be a blood test, and that is the standard now. Yeah. Um, all blokes should go and get a blood test. Yeah. Okay, particularly from fifty onwards. Yeah. And yeah, as 40 I said, even. Oh yeah, yeah forty yeah. if there's prostate cancer in the family. Yeah. And by that we mean father, brother, cousin. Yeah. Okay. Any of those connections, um, then it's a um, uh, it's a test from forty yeah. onwards. Yeah. Okay. And um, so there has been some discussion as to whether it's a DRE, which is yeah. uh, basically you know a bit more invasive, digit rectal yeah, yeah, examination, yeah. finger up the bum, which yeah. most blokes are <laughs> terribly scared of, don't want to do, um, don't talk about, and um, or a blood test, a blood test which is yeah. the PSA test. Yeah. And increasingly, the um, the experts um, um, are saying that the PSA test is the standard. Yeah. And what they're looking for is a trend in the readings. Right. Okay, so in a sense, the PSA is just a number. Um, ideally, it's less than four. Yeah. But if it's four or five, um, it, if it, as long as it's not going up, um, then um, that, that can yeah. be manageable. Um, it's an indicator. If it was going up, that would be an indicator that there was something to look correct. further into. That's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And then, then there would be... You know, some investigative yeah, work as yeah. to um, exactly why it was going up. Yeah, and because then that's where a diagnosis would be caught a whole lot earlier. That's right. If that's that right. Was so happened. Yeah. that's right. So if the diagnosis is caught early, then you know, mm. surgery and/or radiotherapy can yeah. be curative. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's where you want to be. Yeah. Once it's escaped, it's metastatic, and it's very very difficult to deal with. To, yeah, and it's a dangerous disease. Yeah. you know, it kills people. I've learnt a lot just sitting here talking to you. This has been awesome. Um, and I hope that anyone who's listening who may have um, an inkling or may not even, may not have any inkling at all, just if you feel like something's not right, go to your doctor and get tested because there's, there's you know, once you know, then you can do something about it. But if you yeah. don't know, then you can't potentially get the treatment and changes that need to happen to stay alive like you very much are sitting yeah. here in front of me after exactly. a diagnosis of say what was it three years that you were potentially yeah, three to five years terminal yeah cancer. and you're yeah. still here and yeah. I think that's a testament to yeah. the changes that you've made and just to touch about uh, how to get involved in any of the groups yeah. you've talked about so there's the men can talk group yes. the meditation and a few of the other bits and pieces that you are involved in. If anyone has any questions about that or would like to be involved, please get in contact with the Tadnaki Cancer Society. Our phone number is 757 3006. Just drop on in to Lorna Street, 71 Lorna Street. We can put you in contact with Graham. Kim Jackson is also our supportive care person who um, can link you with other, other groups that are similar. We've run out of time completely, and thank you so much, Graham, for, oh, for your knowledge and your experiences and your journey. You've been listening to That C Word, brought to you by Taranaki Cancer Society. If you'd like to listen back to any of our shows, you can find them as podcasts on the Access Radio Taranaki website, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.